Hi, you're listening to Recommendations for My Otaku Spouse. I'm Jen. And I'm Wesley. So let's get started. And in this episode, we decided to do kind of a throwback to the style that we used to do, but not really, where we kind of swap things that are very similar. And in this case, I made Wes watch a magical girl anime from the 90s that he's never seen, and he made me watch a magical girl from the 90s I've never seen. Now, I had seen yours, kind of. Kind of. So I made you watch Cardcaptor Sakura. And I'd seen Cardcaptors, which is how it was brought to America. Cardcaptors, a mystic adventure. No, not that one. Yeah, no, we're watching the original one. But I'd yeah, in se- Japanese. I'd, I'd seen what had come to America. Yeah. Which is also the same way that I'd religiously watched the one that I recommended to you, which was The Granddaddy. Exactly. The original. No R, no S, no, no SS. I mean, supers. <laughs> no no stars. fancy remake. What's the fancy remake called? Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. yeah. The original Sailor Moon. From 1992. 92. And then I made you watch the original Kagap Sakura from 98. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah. It was interesting going doing a bit of a throwback to old... Because when, when we, we we watched Cardcaptor Sakura first, and when the opening started and the episode started, I was like, oh my goodness, I've seen I saw I've seen this anime so many times. I think I've seen it through like three times. That's like, insane. I know because we watched it on TV, and then I got um some what I didn't know were uh bootleg DVDs. <gasps> Naughty. No, I didn't know. I got them off eBay, and they had Chinese like a Chinese menu and Chinese subtitles <laughs> as well as English and it was all in Japanese and I was like oh this is this is different from when I watched it and then I watched it again uh as an adult and now we're watching it again on Netflix so yeah it's amazing Japanese Netflix has all these great old anime yeah it's fantastic and so I was watching it and was like oh my goodness this is so natsukashi ah you know what I noticed as soon as the episode started what the opening thing <laughs> you've been singing that opening theme so frequently at karaoke that I know the opening theme. Yes. Despite never having watched the proper Japanese version of Cardcaptor Sakura. Which is funny because I know the proper opening for Sailor Moon because everybody knows it. But I've never seen the original anime and I know it because of everybody singing at karaoke. Yes. And at conventions. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Like if you go out to do karaoke in Japan and you mention, oh yeah, I know some anime songs. Then people will be like, oh, okay. And usually if you put one in, then if you're out with Japanese people, they'll put some in. And there's a couple of standards. For instance, um, Cruel Angel Thesis has been on the leaderboards for karaoke songs for decades. Yeah. And another common one is Moonlight Densetsu. It's just there. I mean, there's the other ones that show up, like Touch, but... I think the big two are probably going to be Moonlight and Setsu. And I mean, but that one doesn't even hold a candle to Cruel Angel Thesis. What, in terms of popularity or in terms of quality? Popularity. Okay. Because I just heard Cruel Angel Thesis and uh, Moonlight and Setsu so many times. Well, they're good songs, so that's okay. Let's not bog down the uh, episode with politics, shall we? <laughs> what? What's that look for? I get the feel. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that was the other big thing, of course, for both of them was just how different properly cell-drawn anime looks from modern anime. Yeah. Well, I I did notice um, because there's probably what a... Actually, it looks like Sailor Moon finished airing in 97 and Cardcaptor Sakura started airing in 98. Yeah. So it literally came after the other. And watching Cardcaptor Sakura, there was a lot more detail in the cell animation. 
And I think the backgrounds are, you're going to hate me for this, a lot prettier than the backgrounds in Sailor Moon. You're wrong. 100% wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. But I did, I, I, I pointed out to you that the, the cells in Sailor Moon did feel a little flatter, but I also think that's because of the, the age of the anime. It's, it's a different style slightly too. They use less shading. But no, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's a whole aesthetic now that is essentially just Sailor Moon backgrounds. Yes, but I like the backgrounds in Kagap Sakura more. I thought they were more sort of watercolor-esque, more detailed. What? No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, wow. this isn't just nostalgia goggles. The fact that we watched it literally one after the other, i that's just the feeling I got. I, I thought the Sailor Moon ones are very pretty. It's okay to be wrong. <sighs> well, I'm glad you admit that it's okay to be wrong. You know, good thing I never am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway. <laughs> no, but it was just... Um, especially, so you watched Card Captor Clear Card pretty recently when it came out. Yes. And that has all the hallmarks of a modern anime. It's got very bright, vibrant colors. Yes. You know, just compared to what we were just watching, this almost feels washed out or muted, but that was also just the style and it fits. I think it works really well. It just, it's so different from what is currently coming out. I feel like also the... Uh, clear card does a much better job of matching the look of the original card cap to Sakura, whereas Sailor Moon Crystal, which is kind of a more of a remake rather than a sequel, is just um, complete mm. just, oh god, it's really ugly. I guess they fixed that in some of the later seasons, but I, I didn't care at that point. But that means, that means you have to watch a whole season of ugly animation before getting to... Oh, I don't have to watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if I wanted the original story, I'd just go read the manga. And if I want to relive the nostalgia of watching Sailor Moon, I just go rewatch Sailor Moon. Because as we were just is saying, what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. And as we were saying, Japan Netflix just has so much old anime that it's there. I can watch Crystal if I want, sure, but I don't. It, it's the same problem I have with like the Disney remakes. Hmm. Why would I want to go watch the remake of The Lion King to be reminded of The Lion King when and I can just go watch The Lion King? It's so much better than yeah. Yeah. So. You know, remake anime if you want, but I think uh, Clear Card did it right in continuing the story rather than just retelling it. Yeah, 100%. Actually, Which is so weird that you keep recommending Brotherhood to me. <laughs> okay, no, we should... <laughs> I've made you watch Brotherhood. I know, I know, I know. Brotherhood was actually fantastic, but we're getting off the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I, speaking of um, animation, there was one thing that both that stood out to both of us was spot the main character. Yeah, yeah, it was... And we kind of had a brief discussion about this and that... People have realistic hair colors. Except for Usagi. She's blonde. But as you said, there was another blonde in the class. There and we've was. seen other blondes walking around. But there's, I mean, in Hardcaptor Sakura, nobody has outlandish hair. Everyone has either brown hair or black hair. Except for the dude she has a crush on who has gray hair. Yes. Well, that's fine because he has gray hair. Well, it's fine for Usagi. She has blonde hair. <laughs> but he's also not a main, like, main character. But it seems like more modern anime, especially more ma modern magical girl anime like Precure... Precure has also yeah. uh, just massively turned up the almost like Super Sentai aspect of it, where it's not just all the characters have different color. Well, now they've all got like weird rainbow chunky hair, but it used to be for yeah. a while they were just Sentai characters. You had your Red Ranger, your Blue Ranger, your Green Ranger, your Yellow Ranger. But they, modern, pink Ranger. especially modern Magical Girl anime, they all have very distinct hair colors and distinct, I guess, as you said, distinct theme colors as well. Because thinking about Madoka. Same thing. Same thing, purple, pink, now, blue, like, red, yellow. Now, I think on the flip side, Card Chapter Sakura isn't a team show. 
Yes, correct. She gets two other teammates, kind of, but it's not exactly the same style. Sailor Moon, when she gets the rest of the squad, they all have their own colors. That is true. But it's all in outfits, it's not in their hair. Hair colors stay pretty normal. Except for, actually, I take it back, Amy has blue hair. Oh, yeah. Wait, could that be a take on black hair, arguably? It's pretty blue. Okay, never mind then. So... Amy, what's her Japanese name? Because it's going to be confusing Sorry, for Ami. me watching it in. <laughs> Literally, Ami. Oh, that, right. one, that one they didn't change very much. Oh, okay. That's we did have a problem where we were watching it. I said, oh, look, it's Damien. And Jen goes, who's Damien? I'm like, Damien, him, the guy right there. And Damien. I'm like, is that Tuxedo Mask? Oh, wait, then, no, his name's Tuxedo Kamen here. This is weird. And then we were talking, I think, well, something came up and they're like, Mamoru. I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. He's not Damien, is he? <laughs> He's Mamoru. <laughs> And I, I had no problem calling Usagi-chan Usagi-chan. I didn't revert to calling her Serena, but... Oh, is that what her name is in English? Yes. Which I thought works really well, because they wanted to keep the moon theme uh, without just calling her moon. So yeah. they called her Serena, which I think works really, really well in the English adaptation for that. Because it's serene? Uh, yeah. It, like, I mean, we call the uh, Sea of Tranquility is on the moon and all that. There's always kind of that theme going on with the moon in Western stuff. So I think that works really well for a name. Actually, interestingly enough, they don't change the characters' names in the English dub of Cardcaptor Sakura. They just remove it from the title. <laughs> exactly. They were like, oh, well, we're going to keep their names, but no one's going to like a female protagonist, so we need to make it look like Sharon's the main character. And I was like, no, no, just no. Speaking of which, that was really weird. So we're watching the first episode, and... I think that's, that uh, I, was I, a coincidence. I, I think it was a coincidence, but it was pretty funny is that in the first episode of Cardcaptor Sakura, she's going to school and uh, what is it? And she's, Her brother's friend, Yukito, that she has a crush on is like, oh, this is where, you know, here's your school. See you later. She's like, oh, she's so sad that she has to be parted from her crush. And like right in the background passes another student that looks just like Shaoran, but it can't be him because he hasn't transferred to the school yet. Yeah. Because he's, he's your Tenkulsei. Yep. But... Uh, but we were both like, hang on a sec. No, that could that must have just been an animation error. Again, because everybody has brown hair. Yeah. And all the boys look the same. Actually, all the men look the same. You commented on that too. <sighs> I Clamp cannot draw an adult male to save their life. <laughs> it gets worse when like the main character is supposed to be male or is a male, like in Triple X Holic, where I mean Clamp has a problem anyway, in that <laughs> they draw they like okay, the traditional human figure is what six and a half heads tall or seven heads tall i think something like that for the clamp one they're like 14 heads tall <laughs> and that's a because their legs are huge their torsos are huge and then despite drawing huge torsos and legs they give them these tiny tiny little heads on the top it's it's weird no it's weird that in sailor moon her dad has tiny shoulders what is with that you mean he looks human <laughs> But no, yeah, I, I... No, Clamp do like to draw their protagonists as being, like, big, stereotypical anime, BL, yaoi hand style. Uh, well, it probably comes from their doujin background. Exactly. But even still, it's, like, it's a good thing Cardcaptor Sakura focuses on the kids because they're actually drawn to look vaguely human. I, I like... It's, it's, it's a style. I guess it's their style. And you can tell... You can tell Clamp a mile away. Oh, 100%. Because they don't know how to draw a body. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> He do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't draw it. <laughs> I like it. I don't. Th I don't see anything wrong with it. But then again, I was also brought up on BL. So one of the things that I did really like between the two of them, also that's sadly gone away in a lot of modern shows, is people have different outfits. Yeah. 
on a daily basis, besides the and, school uniforms. Besides the school uniforms. And I don't just mean that Tomoyo, who is best character in Cardcaptor Sakura. Yes, she's so good. Just continues to make closet after closet full of costumes for uh, Sakura, which are all amazing. But like when you see them out of class, they're wearing different clothes, which is great. And just... In Sailor Moon if, as well. If you ever want to go for the full vaporwave aesthetic 90s throwback fashion, just go watch Sailor Moon, pick any episode, pick any random background character, and, I mean, you're styling. They're all amazing. Well, I, I actually I think one thing with Sailor Moon is that it, it feels... It doesn't feel like it's based in the 90s. It feels like it's based in the late 80s. Sailor Moon takes place in the same Tokyo that Tokyo Love Story takes place in. Yeah, but Tokyo Story was based in the late 80s during the bubble era when they were basically trying to advertise all of this luxury yeah it's i mean sailor moon is very affluent yeah 100 just how everything's portrayed but at the same time it means they got some sweet outfits <laughs> they look really good actually that's one thing you commented as well with kakap sakura is yukito looks like he's just been spat out of a men's magazine he's like just he's literally walking around with the sweater but he's not wearing a sweater no he's draped over his back with the sleeves down his front and they're not tied together <laughs> or anything they're just kind of draped there <laughs> And he just keeps it like that. He's um, a cool-looking dude. I, I mean, that's... Mm. That's the impression they're trying to give. Yeah, I know what impression they're trying to give. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to see that Damien wasn't doing anything that outlandish. That's his head. That's his name in my head. I, I, I know he's Mamoru, <laughs> but... Because he's always there to protect, protect her. I, and I get that. But it's just so ingrained in my head that I'm going to probably keep calling him Damien without thinking about it, because that's how it is. That's just Damien. Get the hell out! <laughs> Actually, that is one thing that annoyed that I, I don't. I I wonder if it's because I came from Cardcaptor Sakura and going on to Sailor Moon. But in Cardcaptor Sakura, Sakura's on pretty much has to solve everything herself. Later on, she gets her friends to help her. But we she... were in episode three, and she's already getting the answers on how to fix things from other people around her. Yeah, but she still has to. How do I capture do water? Herself. Oh, did you hear they have a really cool freezer in here? <gasps> I can freeze water. Yeah, she she comes up with that idea herself. I guess. Whereas but... in Sailor Moon, I mean, I guess one of her magical... Like, she goes into her first fight without being told how to fight. And then she cries, which works. And then the cat's like, throw your tiara. And then that works. But every single fight, Mamoru comes in and kind of stops the bad guy and then buggers off again. And it's like, wait, you just left her with this... This bad guy isn't incapacitated and you just left her alone with it. Totally fine, she's Sailor Moon. What a dick. <laughs> totally fine, she's Sailor Moon. But she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> uh, she's played the Sailor V video game how many times? Once. Well, that was the new one. Wait, there was a one before? Yeah. I uh, know, she commented, oh, wow, that's already a video game of this? Oh, that's true. Oh, she just had the books on her shelf. Wait, seriously? How long has Sailor V been running around beating up bad guys? Well, a little bit of backstory here. Sailor V actually first appeared in England. What? And then moved to Japan. Huh. So Sailor V's got a long storied history of stopping evil. And then Sailor Moon just jumps in, somehow manages to beat a bunch of bad guys and becomes the head of head honcho of everything. Wow, I feel bad for Venus. Well, uh, Sailor V, not Venus. Sorry, say I feel bad for Sailor V. Totally different. <laughs> uh, we'll have to watch more so you can see the building of the team, though. Okay. I think once the team dynamics come in more into play, it works really well. But I do feel like there's a lot more. I think I... I think Sakura also has a lot more variety and she has to tackle a, a variety of different problems from different angles using different combinations of cards and that kind of thing as you go along. Whereas in, in Sailor Moon, it feels like she's a bit of a one-trick pony. 
Rude. Um, one thing that I remember briefly from watching you watch Clear Card was it felt like, and it's probably due to animation limits, is that it felt like Sakura would always use the same cards over and over. Mm. Like I remember seeing a few times in Clear Card over your shoulder, it'd be like, she just got this card in the last one that would be perfect for this situation. Why didn't she use it? But she's got her favorites. She's got her Windy and her Flight and those types of well, things. Well, with Clear Card, I think that was because it was the start of a new deck. So she didn't have much variety. Like right now, we're watching the beginning and she doesn't really have much variety. So she tends to use Windy a lot. Yeah, but I mean, like in Clear Card, it, I'd be like, just use the card you got from the last episode. It, it felt almost like Mega Man, where if you do the Robot Masters in the right order, you can keep using... Because in Mega Man, when you defeat a Robot Master, you get his powers. Like in Sakura, when she gets a new Cloud card, she can use its powers. Mm-hmm. And if you do them in the right order, the next Robot Master you face will be weak against the one you just got. And then you get his, and you go to the next one, it'll be weak against that one, and you can kind of domino them. And I felt like that happened a couple of times in some of the episodes I saw of Clear Card. And I'm like, just use the last card you got. And yeah. she's like, no, nope, I'm going to stick to my favorites. The original Card Cap Sakura series is a lot better than Clear Card. But Clear okay. Card is still good for no- the nostalgia. Mm. Speaking of nostalgia, she's just gets given a flip phone from her oh, yeah. friend. Here, I got you a flip phone so we can stay in contact. And here's one for Carabaros as well. It's not really a flip phone. It's like a cross between a mobile phone and a walkie-talkie. Kind of, yeah. It's like the old, chunky, 90s mobile phones that weren't really a thing. Yeah. You still had to... F- there was a little bit on the front that you'd flip down to reveal the numpad. Yes. So it kind of did that, but it wasn't like, I guess, like proper flip phone yeah what would become to be known as a flip phone but the, the funny thing about that is when you go into clear card so you have the first two seasons of card sakura when she's in elementary school and then in clear card she goes into middle school but it's been what 20 years since card sakura so they suddenly go from these flip phones and like snes to playstation 4 and smartphones I want to say it's a Sega Saturn, based on the pictures that I've seen, but <laughs> okay. we haven't got to that episode yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Yes, but you know what I mean. Yes. It's this this, this sudden jump from one year to the next, like, wow, to- like technology really jumped for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know something that was the same in both of them? That's a darn shame. What? <sighs> They're doing what shoujo manga still does. Like, we've commented on this, that... Sakura's got a crush on her older brother's ah, friend, yes. which is fine because it's not reciprocated. But both of them also do reciprocated romances between people with massive age gaps. Mm. And I don't know why that's so popular in shoujo. I, I, like a crush, a crush is fine. I don't care if a character has a crush on someone older than them. It happens, whatever. But if that older person then but when reciprocates, it reciprocates and they're in a relationship, mm, yeah. Like I had actually slightly forgotten that at the beginning of Sailor Moon, she's in middle school. For some reason, just in my head, I was like, eh, it's high school, whatever. Well, she, I, I thought she was in high school. She looks like she's in high school. And But at the beginning of Sailor Moon, she's in middle school. And Mamoru, I caught myself, <laughs> is, what is he, 1920 or something? I can't remember. But he, I'm pretty sure he's supposed That's to be... That's a five-year like, difference. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like he's just out of high school, early university or whatever. Yeah. Um. And that's super sketch. Yeah, and then you have uh, in Kagakap Sakura, her mum was her dad's student. Her dad is a university lecturer, and their age difference is ten years. Well, you also get her her friend, her friend in elementary, in elementary school, school. Kind of ends up with the teacher of the elementary school. 
Yeah, that one's a bit... So, actually, interesting enough, of course, that was cut out of the English dub. Yes. Along with um, homosexual relationships. There's an episode that was completely cut from the English dub where a child is left alone at home all day by her mum because her mum has to go to work. And Kiro ends up playing with this kid and kind of saves the kid from uh, a cow card. But... That episode was completely cut from the English because you can't have a child alone at home all day. And so it was really weird. I remember watching in English when Sakura whips out this card that she never caught. I was like, where did she get this from? Same thing happened in Pokemon, oddly enough. If you're watching the English release of Pokemon, all of a sudden Ash just has a whole entire herd of Taros. Yeah. And everyone's like, where do yes. you get this herd of Taros? And it's because the episode where he catches them, has he's guns. going up against ranchers, and one of the ranchers points a gun in his face, and they're like, eh. So all of a sudden Ash just gets a bunch of Taros, and it's like, I'd like a bunch of Taros as well. But <laughs> <laughs> but you need to kind of... Kids aren't stupid. Cutting that stuff out of anime is noticeable. Yeah, but at least it's better than what they did with E.T., I guess. E.T.? You hear about that? They went through and they edited E.T. later for a re-release where they removed all the guns because you've got FBI agents pointing guns at kids. What? And so they just removed the guns. So you still have all these guys like either pointing walkie-talkies or just pointing fingers because they digitally removed it. <laughs> it's stupid. That's kind of like just it's stupid. Uh, the edits they would do in things like Naruto or One, One Piece. Piece had some, One Piece had the worst. Where really? they like, turned Swaps. a gun into a giant spring-loaded hammer and stuff. <laughs> Well, that's actually pretty funny. At least they put a little more effort into that. Yeah. Or cigarettes into lollipops. Yeah, yeah censorship. Sa- Sailor Moon had a, a bit cut too. Just a bunch of things they decided were not appropriate. Violence against children, which as we just said, your Sailor Scouts start off as middle schoolers. So kind of hard to avoid that, I guess. But Yeah, violence or homosexual relationships. We can't have that. Gross. Think of the children. Gross. We took out all the good bits, Wes. Because, <laughs> I mean, even as a kid, I remember thinking that was kind of weird. Like... There was some kind of disconnect, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was until I rewatched the uncut version. Mm. And I think that's definitely something they still do with anime, especially when they put it on Cartoon Network, is they will edit out certain bits. Well, the biggest one in the States that became a meme for a while was just four kids, because they were the ones, it was a number four kids, and they were a localization company, I guess, Uh, and they were one of the big people who kept doing all this. Yeah. I think turning Mr. Popo blue and Dragon Ball, um, a lot of the gun edits in One Piece, just things like that. That was all for kids. I'm pretty sure AGM are probably the most recent big anime company that for the West where they translate it, dub it, and then cut out loads of scenes. Densu mm, do yeah. it as well. And it's like, ugh. I can see why they think it's necessary, especially because um, these anime aren't just aired in America. I think a lot of people think, oh, they're just censoring it for the American audience. Actually... A lot of the time it's because they're releasing these anime in Southeast Asia, which has a large Muslim influence, or in um, like East Asia or in Africa, a lot of different countries where they air the English dub with, or they air the English cut I think and redub it. I, also, I think that's more of a consideration nowadays. Mm. I think in the 90s they just didn't care. <laughs> Well, they still cut them, but they, I, they I cut think... them. But they they cared more about the domestic market for America rather than what else they were doing with it. Yeah, I guess it's because now America has shifted towards un unedited subbed anime more than edited edited dub. That now these companies are finding a new niche outside of America. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but that's just a speculation based on observations. One of the other big things to jump back to fashion yeah. really quick <laughs> yep. that uh, stuck out to me that I found so interesting is Sailor Moon 
can oftentimes be held up as sexualized anime because how the girls look in their sailor really? sk- skirts and all that. It, it's one of the, like the traditional ones mm. where you've got a bunch of girls running around in really short skirts and they were, it's their John Shoto styles. So I've got the long legs and uh, all of that. But what I found really interesting compared to watching it back to back with Cardcaptor Sakura is their everyday outfits are much more conservative than a lot of what you see nowadays. Yes. Just like the skirts are down past the knee. The sweaters are shapeless and baggy, like most sweaters actually are. And so in that case, it makes the Sailor uniform, it makes the Sailor Moon uniform stand out more when they do the transformation. Whereas in like Cardcaptor Sakura, the first thing you see is a skirt that barely covers her hips. Yeah, but I don't feel like they drew it in a sexual way. I feel like they drew it because that's what the style was for that time. Yeah, but it and it's interesting although that that's also what's continued so much. Like when's the last nowadays? If you see a schoolgirl with a skirt that goes longer than mid thigh, it's because they're trying to draw her as a delinquent. Yeah, I was thinking the same. With like a really say. really long, it, either skirts either go to mid thigh and stop, or they go all the way down to the ankles, and the person's a delinquent. Yeah, that's but the kind of person you see running around with a. With a book in. Yeah, but you don't get just an actual skirt anymore, which is really weird. So that kind of uh, just stuck out to me when I was watching the two back to back. I was like, oh, you know, except for the Sailor Scout uniforms themselves, there's nothing really sexualized about this. And even the Sailor Scout uniforms, you got the whole transformation sequence and everything, but it's not like they're... You see... Yeah, you don't, I don't feel like you see the outline of their body as much as you they're, do in other shows. Like, yeah, and they're not really, they're not, Honey was a probably a prequel yeah and that's definitely aimed for more adults yeah it was drawn by gona guy you yeah. get what you get when you get a gona guy anime <laughs> yeah and kitty honey is amazing actually speaking of um the magical girl outfits is that sakura although being a magical girl doesn't transform like she she unlocks her stuff and that's literally it literally unlocks it's a key yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and even uh, Tomoyo comments on this and she's like, oh no, you're a magical girl. You need a costume and I'm going to give you costumes. And poses. And poses, yeah. You gotta have your poses. Whereas uh, the first thing I feel like Sailor Moon did was she transformed and then she already has her pose down pat and her phrase. Well, again though, I think that that works pretty well for me because Sailor V is a big thing that the girls mm. are talking about in school before she becomes Sailor Moon. And when they show her room, you see Sailor V books on the shelves. So it's not just a yeah, she's like, now I'm a, now I'm I'm a warrior yeah. of justice. Yeah. Ha <laughs> So it's not just that, oh, it comes with being a magical girl. I mean, it, it does in her mind, but I get the feeling that she's the type of person to have been like, if I was a magical girl, what would I say? What would I do? She's thought about it because she's a fan of magical girls. So I think that works pretty well. And Sakura isn't, and she's just kind of thrown into this. And Tomoyo is like, oh, no, this is how you do it. <laughs> but Sakura deserves being thrown into this because she's the one that released the cloud cards yes she has kind of responsibility like, for her actions. exactly it's kind of like a japanese version of 13 ghosts of uh, scooby-doo that's one thing i noticed as well is that sakura doesn't have antagonists there's a bunch of evil cloud cards running yeah. around the <sighs> no but there isn't there isn't like the queen barrel yeah there isn't bad guy. yeah there aren't human-esque villains who are haha i'm evil i'm going to do this to the humans because i can wahaha it's oh, there's this magic running rampant and I need to stop it. Yeah, agreed. And I think that I like that a lot more, but probably because having an overarching villain who's mohaha is kind of tropey now, but I guess it's tropey now because of Sailor Moon. But Queen Barrel's amazing. Like, 
when we because we're going to keep watching this. Okay. We are. <laughs> and <laughs> only all right. We, for every single episode of Sailor Moon we watch, we have to watch uh, the equivalent episodes of Sakura. Fair enough. But which means we can only watch up to episode seven, 70 of Sailor Moon. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That'll get us through the first season. Okay. Um because once Chibi Moon shows up, she starts off really bad. Oh, I hate her. But does she get better? I hate her. So she gets better, but oh, I hate her when she first shows up. But that said, at the end of the first season, when, because like right now, we're mostly actually focusing on the uh, exploits of Jadeite, who's working on behalf of Queen Beryl. She's just sitting on a chair right now. So it's kind of like, you know, we've got the Loki bad guy and Thanos is still sitting on the chair. But when she gets off the chair, it's good stuff. Wait, actually, Avengers just stole that from Sailor Moon? Everyone steals from Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's the legend. I mean, if... If you are drawing a Western cartoon and you want to make reference to anime, there are three things that show well, three things that show up, depending on what level of reference you want to make. One of which is a Sailor Moon transformation, mm-hmm. one of which is a Super Saiyan transformation, mm-hmm. and one of which is an old 60s throwback reference to Speed Racer, where like just what people are saying doesn't match your mouth movements at all. I feel like also nowadays more people are doing uh, references to Jojo in the West. Yeah, in the West. Man, I'm out of touch. I'm too old. But touch, it, for for touch. a while, like Kokoni touch. There's another one. But um, <laughs> for a while, it just everything had a Sailor Moon transformation sequence. Steven Universe Sailor Moon transformation sequence. Amazing World of Gumball Sailor Moon transformation sequence. That one's great because it's got the dad uh, doing a Sailor Moon transformation sequence while summoning the powers of meat, cheese, and cholesterol to create the ultimate snack food. But I'm getting off the subject. But it's just that was, that's, you want to make a reference that people go, oh, that's anime. Sailor Moon transformation I mean, sequence. Even anime does it. They reference, you, especially comedy, they will reference Sailor oh, Moon yeah, transformation 100%. sequences. Yeah. It's great. I love Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crying? No. <laughs> uh, another thing that I've noticed that I felt was almost kind of missing uh that not it's not missing but it just doesn't happen anymore and it really hit me hard like you were saying when we started up uh cats or card cap sakura and it started you were suddenly hit with that just like oh this is my childhood in glorious color on the tv screen back in the day like the i just mentioned the two big anime that came out in america that were being shown a lot were dragon ball and sailor moon and just the way that the episode would start where it shows you the title of the episode and the main character says it and you get the little jingle that plays and all that man you don't get that anymore. No. When was the last time you had an episode title before an anime? Uh, I don't know. Exactly, right? Well, you were mentioning that eye catches are disappearing, yet I, I've noticed that on a couple of especially Netflix anime, they still have eye catches, but it's weird because we're watching it on Netflix. So there's no ads. So there's no ads. Yeah, I, I, mean, feel, I feel like you get those on some of the throwback ones. Like I remember when Lupin, the third season five came out, they brought back the old eye catches because it's Lupin. But there's a lot of them that don't happen anymore. But then again, I also think that a lot of Japanese anime is still shown on television. That's true. Whereas a lot of anime in the West is not. Very true. Unless it's on Cartoon Network. But then Cartoon Network splits the anime episodes up differently. Yeah. So it doesn't quite work either. I I don't know how they do it. I haven't watched Cartoon Network in years. Ditto. Well, actually, speaking of Cartoon Network, is that's the reason I never saw Sailor Moon as a child. Is In the UK, Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball was on Sky Television which was cable at the time. And in the UK, we always had the free channels, BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, Channel Four, and some regions, Channel Five. Those are the only television channels that we had as children. 
And so Sky TV had all the fancy anime and all the plebs who couldn't, whose parents didn't really want to dish out £100 a month on subscription television and didn't want their kids watching Cartoon Network 24-7. We had the ones that were just shown on normally ITV, which was Kaikaptor Sakura, Monster Rancher, Digimon, I think some Pokemon. Yeah, so those were the ones that I watched when I was younger. And then some really, really obscure stuff on Channel 5. That was I, that Skidoji? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it, was not, it was not that one. I don't know. I don't remember the names of these anime because... I can tell you just, some of them because you've told me about them. Well, I'm trying to remember. There was one where like these two girls were transported to another world and they're giants and they're all these little people. And then at the end of the series, they managed to get back to their world. But I have no idea what it's called. No, I don't know that one. But I know there's a lot of them where you're like, oh, yeah, I used to watch this as a kid. I'm like, that's weird. Like, Obon Star Racers. Yeah, Obon Star Racers was amazing. That was on ITV. IGPX. IGPX? Wasn't that one of the ones you used to watch? Which one? I don't know. I think you've told me about it. It's a racing show where they have weird cars or something. I don't know. Anyway. No, I think it was Obon Star Racers. But that was not That was a French-Japanese collaboration. So it's kind of anime, but kind of isn't. Mm. But it's amazing. <laughs> and apparently they're coming out with a sequel. I'm getting off the subject. Sorry. But no, that's why I never saw Sailor Moon was because... My parents didn't want to spend money on cable to get it. You want to know the best part about the English release of Sailor Moon? What's that? The new opening. Oh! <laughs> One of the Anna Bros collaborators. Stacy. Stacy. You may have heard on Fujoshi Trash Talk and the occasional episode of Real Japan. Go listen to the most recent episode about Speed Racer. Um, Speedy Speed Boy. Oh, is no. one of the biggest Sailor Moon fans I've ever met. And one of the biggest Dragon Ball fans I've ever met. But just massive Sailor Moon fan. Like, she almost lost it one time when we were at an auction at an anime con and the item came up and it was a Sailor Chibi Moon alarm clock that spoke in her voice when the alarm went off. Oh, God. It was, I mean, to me it was horrifying, but Stacy, ooh. Well, there goes the mortgage on the house. Exactly. <laughs> and she hates the English opening to Sailor Moon, which of course means I have to sing it every time that I hear it. I can understand that, though, because I hate the opening for Cargaptor's you started singing it when this episode started. I started singing it because it's just ingrained in my head, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I think it is massive nostalgia goggles because it's really not a good song. <laughs> but it, it just, it's one of those things that whenever I think about the opening to Sailor Moon, my head goes, doo-doo, fighting evil by moonlight. And it's, it's just, it's always there. And nowadays, because of all the karaoke, I get the Japanese one also playing in my head. So you get this weird mashup remix between the two. But I don't know. I love that thing stuck in my head. And because I wasn't exposed to this, and I love anime jazz coverer Rasmus Faber, I love his version of Moonlight Densetsu, where he retranslated the song, keeping the lyrics more close to the original Japanese. And it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to put a link in the... Uh, description in the description in the show notes so you so other people can go listen to it because it's really good yeah it is good he does good stuff so that's that's the english lyrics i get in my head not the original <laughs> uh so we're gonna keep watching we've already decided because we have to because they're so good yes uh what have we learned from this experiment what i've learned is that magical girls from the 90s are just better than anything else mm, i think they they were a product of their time but it doesn't mean they were bad. I am willing to add another genre to my personal collection of anime and manga. What, Magical Girls? High school romance, or just romance in general. 
giant robots, and magical girls. Unfortunately, magic like even Precure, you would watch Precure. 90s magical girls. <laughs> I guess it's weird because we but we touched on it before, and things like Sailor Moon I love. Um, I'm rather I've rather enjoyed the first couple episodes of proper card capture Sakura that we've been Woo-hoo. watching because I never really got into card captors in the states. I just didn't care for it that much. Um, but Sentai shows have never really done it for me. So why do I love magical girls? I don't know. Maybe because it's less stupid. <laughs> I'm totally going to get shanked for that. But it's, <laughs> but it's like, it's very similar. Like when I think to Sentai shows, I think back to what I watched when I was a kid, which was the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And you've got your monsters of the week mm-hmm. and you've got your generic putty fighters and you've got your lieutenants and you've got your queen barrel slash Rita Repulsa hanging out on the moon. So you've got very similar setup. And I watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a kid, but I'd never go back and rewatch it. Well, problem, and I haven't really felt the need to rewatch to watch the current Sentai shows. The problem with Power Rangers was that they took the Japanese action scenes where they're wearing the masks, cut out anything where Japanese actors turned up, and then put in their own inserts of American actors with their own story. So it was completely different to the original Sentai. And I feel like if we actually tried Sentai, it might not be too bad but i again i wasn't brought up on it i haven't really seen kamen rider or original sentai so i never but again i never really got into robot anime as a kid and you're exposing me to that stuff giant robot anime is amazing i also feel based on what i see like commercially it looks like what happened to sentai is very similar to what's happened to magical girls and that modern sentai shows just look so over designed much like Mm. i was saying about precure earlier where, like you were saying, spot the main character. And you get that issue now. Like, if you compare the original common writer to what I see designs of whatever the common writers are going on now, it's ridiculous. Well, that's it's... also because modern day Magical Girl and common writer Sentai are aimed at small Japanese kids. They always were. Yeah, but this time they're aimed with the intent of selling toys. I guess. And that's the problem. It's like, it's really obvious when an anime is trying to sell a toy, cough, cough, yokai watch, cough, cough. Yeah, I guess. Which kind of ruins it for me. It's like uh, mobile games. If a mo- if you can tell that the mobile game is trying to get money off of you. All mobile games are trying to get money off of you. Yeah, but if you can tell really obviously, it makes you not want to play it. All if mobile you're... games are trying to get money off of you. <laughs> but that's my point, is if you're... If you're like in, i mean making money is yes important yeah but when there's five when, different currencies that you all have to buy yes and it, they're it, shoving it down your throat and you like almost can't play without needing to refresh your stamina or something yeah i agree it's I like ah no what's the point yeah i want to throw something out to listeners if we have any <laughs> if there is a modern magical girl show that you think we absolutely need to watch and we've seen you know the big names we've seen madoka and stuff like that but if there's something in there let us know so we can try something more modern so that we can i i i want to feel like i feel now after watching three episodes of sailor moon again watching a modern show and i watch i watch modern shows we're watching three shows this season all of which i'm so far enjoying yeah Um, thanks for voting on one of those yeah absolutely um and so i still enjoy anime but i haven't felt like this about a magical girl anime in a long time i do wonder if it's because of the you know the analogy in dogma where you're, oh, I forget, I forget what it was, but you're, Movie. you've got a cup. What? Um, like your, your expectation is like a cup. And when you're a child, 
the amount of liquid needed to fill it isn't much, but as you're an adult, you you need a lot. Bigger. Yeah, the cup needs to get bigger, and so the same amount of liquid doesn't satisfy you. So I wonder if it's because we're not kids that you're not feeling that with modern day shows. I guess also because a lot of modern day shows tend to finish after 13 episodes. So. I'm fine with that. I've always been the type. I mean, I've said it before. the The reason I don't really read a lot of shonen anymore is because it just doesn't end, and I hate that. Hey, Yakusoku no Neverland's ending. Yeah. You need to finish it. But it's just, but, so I love when a show gets in and gets out and tells a story. That's my favorite thing. And I hope, I wish every show would do that. But Sailor Moon does not do that. It, well. It's 200 it, episodes long. It is 200 episodes long. But like I was just saying, how the first season kind of rolls up and wraps up, it was supposed to end there. It was supposed to be done. And they said, oh my goodness, this is the most popular thing we're showing right now. Please write more. And so her editor talked her into writing more. So you can just kind of finish at the end of season one and be done. I feel like there have been other anime, like Silver Spoon. That Silver Spoon us. is great. Yeah. Yeah. They're out there. Absolutely. But I just Magical mentally girl. avoid so many of those types of mm. never ending shows because of that. So if, as I was saying, long story short, listeners, if there's a Magical Girl show out there that you love, recommend it. Let me go watch it. I would love to get back into one. Well, there you have it. <laughs> so we're going to keep, we're actually probably going to keep watching a few more episodes today. But that was pretty much the stuff that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. We'll catch you on another episode of Recommendations from My Taco's Spouse. Find us online at AnnaBroseCreative.com or on Twitter at AnnaBroseCreative. And we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.